Welcome to week two of our Christmas series here at Lake Point Church. And um, this series is simply called Authentic Christmas. And in this Authentic Christmas, you know, authentic is, is defined as, as real, as, as genuine, or, or another word could be verified as you look that definition up. And over the many years since uh, the birth of Jesus, the meaning of Christmas has been sort of redefined. And something far from the original, the authenticity. Our goal during this series is to recall and identify the authenticity of Christmas through God's word. So we will do that with four simple words over this series. Peace, love, joy, and hope. Last week we talked about peace. Then obviously today, love. Next week, joy. And on Christmas Eve, We're going to talk about how to find hope at Christmas. And you can't have an authentic Christmas without peace, love, joy, and hope. Last week's message, I focused on peace. No one chose greater peace in the Christmas story than Mary, in my opinion. In the middle of her chaos and and trouble of being pregnant before getting married, Mary shows genuine and authentic peace, as we read last week. We can learn so much from Mary's experience and how she responded. When Jesus finally arrived, we we saw Mary in in this sort of uh, picture-perfect Christmas card setting where she is treasuring all of these things in her heart. How did she get there? How did she get to that, that moment of peace? Well, we learned through Mary she trusts in the Lord. And how do we get to that moment of peace at, at Christmas time or really any time? We trust in the Lord as Mary did. And then uh, last week, also, not only trust in the Lord, we talked about she worshiped in the storm as she, she sang this song to her cousin. So she worshiped in the middle of this chaos, in the middle of this storm. And then we also found that she was content with not having more. She did not, she did not gripe and complain. There was, no, there was no signs of that, griping or complaining about where she was having the baby, you know. She did not, she was not demanding, or Joseph would have done everything he could to, to pull some people out of, a, out of a, an inn or hotel or whatever, but she was content with the situation. So today's message is all about finding love at Christmas. You know, there are so many places we could look at, look for love in the Christmas story. I mean, number one, God sent his son. I mean, that right there is love, the greatest gift. God sent his son. God showed us love. And then not only that, but Jesus showed us love. Jesus showed us love by, by leaving heaven, the beautiful, magnificent heaven, his home, leaving that and come down to this dirty, filthy earth filled with sinners, and he showed us ultimate love. But I, the love I want us to focus on today is the love that Joseph displayed towards Mary. Now, we know that, that Joseph and, and uh, Mary uh, were, were engaged. The Bible talks about that. 
They were betrothed, and they were engaged to be married. And, and it's easy to love someone when there's a level of infatuation in the early moments of courtship than in the planning of a, of a wedding during the engagement. Oh, love is really high. It's really easy to be in love. Exciting times going on. You know, maybe, maybe Joseph was, maybe he was building a, a, a small house just outside of Nazareth. Or maybe Mary was choosing her bridesmaids and maybe her dresses, maybe making them or getting someone to make them. Love just had to be flowing through most every conversation between Mary and Joseph during this season of their life. Why? Because it was easy. But you know, you and I both know that true love is really um, expressed, not just in the easy times, but when life get, can get, get really ugly, when, when things can happen in people's life, and, in, and, and we sense that love when we are surrounded by people who love us. You know if someone loves you when they stand by your side, no matter what is going on, no matter how the ugliness of life happens. We see that love displayed through Joseph, and that's what Joseph did. He stood by her side. So it begins in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. So if you have your copy of God's Word, I would invite you to open this to Matthew chapter 1. And if you don't have your copy of God's Word, we're going to have it on the screens. And, um, or you can open up your tablet, whatever uh, copy you have in God's Word. And so Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, we're going to read this account of how Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. So verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So as we learned a little bit kind of last week and as we're, as we're going on into this Christmas story this week, Mary told Joseph she was pregnant, but, due to, uh, but obviously due to an encounter with the Holy Spirit is spoken by the angel Gabriel. So many of you are, already know this, or maybe you, you don't, but in, in Jewish law, a man and woman can be stoned to death if found to have committed adultery. Now, you don't have to turn to this one passage, but in, but in Leviticus 20, verse 10, it says, if a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress are to be put to death. So Joseph, according to the law, had every right to expose Mary's, quote, sin of perceived adultery because she's pregnant and you, you get pregnant by a certain way <laughs> and one could just draw up conclusions. But he instead chose to divorce her quietly. Joseph did not throw stones, but offered grace in its place. Joseph didn't throw stones. He could have picked up a stone. He could have brought her outside the city, had her stoned. But instead, she, he offered grace. He wanted 
to do that quietly, the decision to divorce Mary, not in a public setting, not to disgrace her. He wanted to do it quietly. So he chose, instead of stoning, obviously, because of his love for her. So how do you and I, how do we find love at Christmas? We show grace. We show grace to people around us. Lead with grace. Love throws no stones. Love only rolls them away. Love throws no stones. Love only rolls them away. How do you resurrect your love for Christmas this season? You drop the stones and allow them to roll away. So if bitterness towards, say, your spouse or or, our family member, whatever, is still, still lingering this Christmas, I want to encourage you, just let it go and lead with grace, just like, just like Joseph did, just like Joseph did. And I've had to, uh, recently had to do this within my own family. And uh, as most of you know, my uh, mother passed away suddenly uh, in April. And my mother was a strong believer, loved Jesus, um, but my dad is, um, is not a believer. And, um, and he wasn't even, um, he wasn't around when she was passed away because she passed away the uh, same day as my, my daughter's uh, wedding. And um, he, didn't, he didn't really, wasn't going to go to the wedding. And so it, this whole situation with the death of my mother really kind of created some, some friction between my my father and I. Because, see, my mother um, made me the executor of this state. And she told me that years ago, and obviously it's in, in her will. And so I had to walk through some of that stuff. And, and my brother and I were all on the same page on that. Have a great relationship with my brother. Love him. And, um, but there were some things that my, my father said to me and, and my wife that were just not good. Things I just can't even repeat. And so I have really had to come to a point this Christmas where I just say, Lord, I forgive him. The stone that I, I just want to throw and knock him upside the head, you know, I just, Lord, I'm, I'm going to drop this. I'm going to drop it and let the stone roll away. And I tell you what, it's difficult to do because he said some, some, some harmful things to us in this season. But through this, there's been some breakthrough. As, I, as I've been able to, to drop the stones and, and kind of lead with grace and kind of what, what Joseph did, then I could see some breakthrough in, in my father's relationship with me. And so now... We're having normal conversations with G-rated words, you know. And so I just want to encourage you. If there's someone, and a lot of times it's family members, <laughs> you know, and you, you can't really choose them. They just, they just, they just, they're just in your life. But you've got to love them. And I want you to encourage you to offer to lead with grace. And just remember, love throws no stones. 
So as, as we continue reading in the, in the next set of verses in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 24, we're going to see that God's plan finally came through to Joseph. So obviously, the, the angel Gabriel, as we talked about last week, visited Mary, and then Joseph's kind of a little bit behind because his, you know, his message didn't come right away, so he had this thought, okay, well, I can, I can just, I can stone her or I can secretly divorce her, and obviously he chose the second one. So verse 20 through 24 there in Matthew chapter 1, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, so he, his angel comes in a dream, Mary's is like real life. So, um, and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Okay, here we go. There, he's been notified. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. So in this passage, we get to see sort of the reason why Joseph did not want to continue in the engagement and in the marriage. Now, obviously, he, loves, he loved her, and he, ch- and he led with grace. Love throws no stones. But in this passage, again, we see sort of the, re- the reason. The angel tells us right there in that passage. Why did Joseph want to end the engagement, the marriage? Because he was afraid. Joseph was afraid. The angel tells him. He was afraid, possibly, maybe of what others would, would say. I would. <laughs> he could have been afraid of how this situation would affect his reputation, how this situation could maybe affect his business. So to continue in this marriage, Joseph would be participating in the very act of this supposed adultery that one would automatically assume. And then he could be stoned as well. So obviously, Joseph was, Joseph was acting in fear. There's so much potential fear in Joseph. So how did Joseph overcome this fear? He obeyed through his fear. So love obeys through fear. The angel told him to do something. So he obeyed through his fear and did as the Lord commanded. Joseph shows us that if we obey the Lord in the middle of our fears, we show love. And then we see that Joseph took Mary home as his wife. You know, for example, you may feel the, the, the rejection of, of someone whom God has told you to offer an apology or forgiveness, or you may have fear of approaching them. I had, I had fear of, of, of really kind of letting my father talk to me. I mean, there for a little bit, I, I blocked him from everything. It was not healthy. And I had to finally drop the stone 
and allow him and just face my fear and obey God because God said, I need you, I need you to be a son to your father. I was convicted by that. And so I was afraid. Joseph, I believe, was afraid because of what we see in that passage. If you and I obey the Lord through our fears, it will most often lead to an act of love. Obedience over fear leads to love. Obedience over fear leads to love. You know, it's interesting that the name Jesus that the angel told him, told Joseph and obviously Mary, to, to, to name the child Jesus. Jesus is the Greek form of the name Joshua, which means the Lord saves. The Lord saves. You know, I would, I would imagine, because obviously uh, Joseph uh, not only knew the law, but, but knew the heritage of the, of the Hebrew faith, I would imagine Joseph would recall the words spoken by God to Joshua. In Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Could Joseph have remembered that? I want you to name him Jesus. It's a Greek for Joshua, which means the Lord saves. God's main message to Joshua, we see it over and over again. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For I am with you no matter where you go. Could that be something that you could use, Joshua 1.9, to face whatever fears are in your life? That God has commanded you to do something in your life. Maybe to step out in faith, a calling, or maybe to reach out to, to someone relationally. Maybe there's some, there's some hurt there. And, but through that, there's also some potential fear. Love obeys through fear. So I want to make sure you walk away with these two reminders. Love throws no stones, and love obeys through the fear. The name Jesus, the Lord saves. The Lord longs to save you. That was the reason why he was born. He was born to save. Don't be afraid to surrender your life to him, to surrender your heart to him. The best way to find love this Christmas, here's the best way, is to allow the ultimate love of Jesus to fill you and to enter your life. That's the best way to find love at Christmas. I'm gonna ask the band if they could go ahead and get ready to come up. We're gonna ask him, I'm gonna ask him to lead in a song, but I just wanna take this moment to for the, allow the Lord, allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in your life, my life, our lives. And so here's what I want you to do. First of all, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, 
I want to give you that opportunity. I want to give you that opportunity to know that, G, that, that God loves you so much he sent his son Jesus to die for you. Now, you may not be able to understand everything about all of that, and, and there's lots of things I don't understand, but we walk by faith. And that's really all it takes. And just know that there's nothing you can do to earn that, that free gift of salvation. He, he gives it to you. You don't need to try to fix things in your life be, be, before you make it right. You know, I, I, when my car doesn't work, I take it to my mechanic. I don't try to fix it first and then bring it to my mechanic. My mechanic, I just say, here, here it is. Just fix it, right? I have no idea what to do. Well, that's, that's how you need to approach God the Father. Lord, here's, here's my life. Here's my life. Build my life in the way that will bring honor and glory to you. And when God builds that life, it's built on the foundation of salvation in your life. And that salvation can be a part of your story. And that salvation is simply of you saying, God, I surrender my life. I wave the white flag and I want to follow you. I need you to save me. I need you to to be near me. I need you to be inside of me. God within me. And that free gift is for you. Whether you're here watching live or watching later, it doesn't matter. You have that opportunity. So every head bowed, every eye closed, please, in this moment. And those who who are believers, I want to make sure that you are, are praying and that you are asking the Lord, just, Lord, have, have your way. Have your way, Father. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Just want to give you this opportunity. You could just do this from your seat, whether this seat in here or at home, it doesn't matter. I just want you to have this opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. He is a God who saves. And all it takes is a simple prayer. So you can say a prayer like this. Just say after me. Dear Father in heaven, I believe you sent Jesus to die for me. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me my sin. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Please, Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. And build my life the way you desire. Not the way I desire. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. And if you're, and every every head bowed still, eye closed, please, just in this moment. I just want you whether here or watching online, I just want to make sure that if there's anyone in your life, and I've shared something about my father that I I needed to to fix as I was convicted by the Holy Spirit. And if there's anyone in your life that, that you just need to allow the stones to just roll away because love rolls away stones. Love doesn't throw them love rolls away the stones. And so ask God, God, help me to drop this. Help me to drop this. 
and help me to love through the fear. I don't know, Lord, what's going to happen, but I feel like, Lord, that you are calling me to take care of this. So, Father, help me to love and obey through the fear. Give me strength. Help me to be strong and courageous because you are with me.